I feel like the, uh, a word for this, for this year is really focus. And there's a verse that talks about how the cares of this world can uh, distract us. And so I feel like so many times you just get busy in life. And it's almost like busyness has become the 10th fruit of the Spirit. You ask somebody how they're doing. Oh, I'm busy. Like, that's a good thing. Um, that, it's not a good thing. Busyness is kind of that inside hurried condition where you're, you're here, but you're not really here. I mean, you're constantly thinking about what you have to do. And uh, speaking of the cruise, you know, it... Um, and it took me probably three or four days just to rev down the engine. I found myself rushing to places, and we literally had nothing to do. Like, I didn't even have internet on my phone. There was, like, we had nothing to do, and I just found myself rushing around for no reason. And so there's, there's that busyness. And so I feel it's, it's not about having nothing to do, but it's that inside condition of I'm at rest, where I'm leaving the outcomes up to God. Like, I'm, I'm doing this thing with him. So here's what I want to do is uh, I believe there's power in agreement when you're when you come into agreement with what God has for you, but also if you're here with your spouse, <clears throat> I believe there's power in agreement where you're not just having separate goals for your lives and you're running on tracks and you're kind of like roommates, but it's really where it's like, hey, <clears throat> this is what God's calling our family to do in this season. And so let me read you this verse, Psalm 133, from the Passion Translation. Brian Simmons sent his greetings. It was, so he was on the cruise teaching. He taught out a Song of Songs. And uh, you cannot have a bad day around Brian Simmons. I'm just going to be honest with you. That guy, he, does, he doesn't know what a bad day is. <clears throat> He's the one who uh, translated the Passion Translation. How truly wonderful and delightful to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It's as precious as the sacred scented oil flowing from the head of, our high, of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon his beard and running all the way down in the hem of his priestly robe. So there's this picture of when there's unity... There's an anointing that flows. And so I think for, uh, for spouses coming together, families coming together, I wanted uh, us to be able to do these together. And so some of you, we're going to be setting some goals, but it's going to be doing more than goals. Some of you, I, I can hear you already. I'm not a goal setter. So let me ask you this. Um, do you have dreams? Are there things that you want to accomplish in your life? Do you have visions? Then you are a goal setter. You may not know it yet. So a vision without a goal is just a fantasy. It's just actually a hallucination. And so I think so many times in our movement, we can get so caught up in, you know, prophetic words, and this is going to be amazing, and we're thinking about all this stuff, but we're not actually taking steps towards our destiny. We're just kind of wandering around in busyness rather than marching towards our destiny. So I want to help us get clear and uh, purposeful with our steps. And so listen to Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, Where there is no prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. And so today, we're going to be kind of looking at what do you want to see happen in the coming year, but we're going to kind of go big picture, get more specific, more specific. So I'm going to take you through some steps, and then at the end, I want to kind of give a system for us to walk through. So actually, most of this time is going to be you doing work at your tables, and, um, and then probably discussing it with people, but I want you to kind of have a dialogue with the Lord. So there's a verse, I think I'm going to get to it here in a, an exercise too, but I'm going to go ahead and read it now. Maybe I will. There's a verse in the Bible that says this. I think it's James chapter 4, and it says, Do not say, hey, uh, next year we're going to go to this city, and we're going to go and do this and that. But uh, say, if the Lord wills. And so here's the picture is we don't just make plans in our heart what we're going to do and ask God to bless it. Is we're making plans with God. And so here's, I think a plan is actually a declaration of faith. It's saying, God, this is what I believe you're calling you and me to do together in this amount of time. So when you think of goals, actually think of them as statements of faith. That this is God, you know, in this next year, here's what I believe you're calling me to do. So to get us started, the first exercise, if you look at exercise number one, dreaming with God. 
I'm going to recommend two books here. One's called The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller, and the other one is called uh, Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. And I, th- I think they're in the end notes on your last page there. If, uh, if, anyway, so anyway, so exercise one, dreaming with God. For those of you watching live stream or if you're listening to this, uh, if you go to the live stream on the YouTube channel, if you look in the description, there's a link you click on, and it will give you the 10-page visionary handout. And so, um, so go ahead and do that. So exercise one, dreaming with God. I, I like this quote, none of us knows our limits. And so what would your goals be like if you didn't know your limits? You know, you don't, you don't know how much money you can earn. You don't know how much uh, good you can do in a certain city, like whatever that might be. So at this stage, we're taking off the limits. We're not looking to get practical. We're not looking to get realistic. We're looking to dream with God about what's possible. And so... Envision a God-sized future in each of the seven domains. And so the seven domains are going to be your spiritual life, your physical health, your personal life. That may be your uh, may, maybe emotions. Maybe you set a goal. I want to get a massage on a cruise. And so, um, <clears throat> uh, or your intellectual, like, hey, I want to read 50 books this year. Uh, your key relationships, your job, and your business, and uh, your financial life. So the reason I'm separating job from business is um, some people may have a job and they want to start a business. Even if you have a business, you have a job within that business. So you're going to have goals for your particular role and maybe goals for the business. And if you have no desire to start a business, you can just skip that one. If you hang around Zion, you're probably going to want to start a business. Okay, so here's the instructions. So I want you to remember, this is just open-ended dreaming here. Take about three to five minutes for each domain and write your answer to the following question in each domain. Here's the question. What do I want my life to look like someday? Okay, so this isn't, this isn't again, this is take the lid off. So what do I want my spiritual life to look like someday? And just write in detail some of those things. What do I want my physical health to look like someday? Okay, so take, uh, you know, let's take about 15, 20 minutes here and do that. And then we'll, uh, we'll come back together and maybe have you discuss some things at your table and move on to exercise too. You guys good? And anytime if you want to get up and get more food, Go for it. I think one of my favorite things is I walked in today and heard a little kid in the hallway and say, Dad, they've got free food inside. And so um, I feel like some of the adults are feeling the same thing. And so you are just feel free to get up, get food whenever you want. And so I'll, I'll see you guys in about 15 minutes.
We're going to take another few minutes. If you guys want to change one of the categories um, to something that works better for you, feel free to do that. Um, for some strange reason, I noticed that ministry's not on here. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so feel free to add that one or, uh, or change one. And then if you can just sh- save the discussion here for just a few minutes, because sometimes it's harder for people to concentrate if people are talking. So if you can just wait a few minutes, we'll discuss this in just a few minutes. And so uh, take about another three or four minutes in those. Thanks. Don't you wish you were as joyful about your goals as Sherry is? <laughs> All right, so we're just going to keep moving through this. Some people are finished. Some people are still working. And so here's what you can do is you can maybe just pick the three or four categories that are kind of are hitting you the most right now as we kind of continue forward in these. Or you can, you know, go back and just, you know, use your time however you want in these. Let's look at exercise two. So you kind of looked at a whole bunch of things you'd like to do in a whole bunch of areas. Now I want you to narrow it down to one thing you'd like to do. So it doesn't mean this is the only thing you're going to do. So I'll just read the things here. So exercise two, set a big someday goal. 
So you've dreamed with God about your future. Now it's time to narrow the focus and to set a priority. Your someday picture probably has several goals. That is great. In this exercise, you'll pick just one goal. Not just anyone. Choose the one goal that if you accomplished it someday, it would have the biggest, most profound impact on your life. So like one of your uh, goals, let's say, let's just take a health goal. Um, the, The one thing that might be more beneficial than anything else would be like cut out sugar. That might be more beneficial than, uh, don't boo me on that one, especially after the cruise here. And so you see what I'm saying? Like, what if, what, what's the one thing that if you did it, it would have a bigger impact than anything else? Okay, so you're not saying that you can't do several things in those categories, but if you, you can't work on, if you try to chase two rabbits, you're, going to get, uh, you're not going to catch either one, right? And so this is about kind of focusing and setting a priority. So I'm not saying you can't accomplish more than one thing in those things, but what would be that one thing that if you did this, it would have a bigger impact in that area of your life than anything else? Maybe it's a date night with your spouse. Maybe it's a yearly vacation with the family, whatever that thing might be. And so, um, so this gives you the clarity on the one goal you, most want, you want most at some point in the future. Before you write it down, stretch it. If your big someday goal is a number, double it. If your big someday goal is a level of achievement, jump to the next level. Examples of some big someday goals. Have at least $20,000 a month in passive income from our investments. Does that sound good to anyone? Uh, personal life. Coach my lacrosse team to a national championship. Obviously, I just made that one up because I don't, I don't play sports. Okay. And so <clears throat> I don't even watch them. I just get exhausted watching sports. You can refer back to these three questions uh, for each of the seven domains if you wish to help you clarify. And so if you kind of have struggling with it, then here's some questions I can help you clarify. What is, the mo- what, what is that goal most important to you? What will accomplishing that goal do for your life? What will happen if you don't accomplish this goal? So this really helps you kind of prioritize if you're looking at some competing ones. And again, you, if you have time, you can do all seven uh, domains or add an eighth one for ministry or, or just switch one out. Or you can just pick the three or four that are really hitting you the most at this time and just think, what if, what's that one thing that if I did this, it would give me the biggest impact? Any questions on, th- on this one? All right, let's take about another 10, 15 minutes on this. And uh, oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Actually, before we do this, why don't you guys just uh, at your tables just share one or two things that kind of like a someday goal. You pick any category you want, but, and again, we're dreaming big. We're not trying to be practical here, but uh, just at your tables, just one or two things, uh, any category you want to. And if you want to take a pass, you can just say pass, or you can pretend you're going to the bathroom or getting more food. That way you don't have to talk to people, okay? And so if you don't know each other, introduce yourself at the table. And, uh, but yeah, just go ahead and share one or two things from your list, and then we'll move on. I'll, then I'll give instructions to move on exercise two. Sorry about that. I really didn't expect Sean to take me up on that uh, thing there, but he's probably got a prophetic word for somebody, so just, you know.
All right, let's take about another one minute. And so if you're sitting at a table full of extroverts and you haven't had a chance to talk yet, if you could um, go around the table. So we'll take about another 60 seconds on that. Hey, Josh Richter. <laughs> All right, let's bring them back together here. Okay, so you set some someday goals for uh, several different areas. Now in exercise two, you're gonna pick one goal in each of those areas or just a couple of the areas that you're kind of feeling weight on or you can even change an area and add ministry if you love Jesus. Okay, and so um, I don't know what I was thinking. I did it before the cruise and so I guess I was focused on other things. So um, exercise two, set a big someday goal and if you need some help clarifying what would be that one thing, again guys, you, you just, you can't, it's about focus. You know, you can have all these goals, but if you're not focused on it, you can only focus on one thing at a time. And so not that you know, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So, okay. So here we are. So pick one goal that if you did that, it would have more impact on that area than any other goal. And so take about 10 minutes and uh, go through that, and then we'll keep moving down. Go for it.
All right, why don't you at your tables just share uh, one or two of those goals, kind of those someday goals. So remember, we, the, the big someday was kind of dreaming about, here's some things I'd like to do, but now you're kind of picking that one thing out of there that would be a big someday goal. And so go ahead and share that, and then we'll move on to exercise three here in just a second. So take about five minutes, and I'll see you in five minutes.
All right, let's take about another one minute, then we're gonna move on to exercise three. All right, how you guys doing? You guys good? No, you're not good? You need what? Two more minutes? Phil, for you, two more minutes. All right. All right, two more minutes. I've been overridden. Ten second warning. All right, you guys ready for exercise three? So we kind of dreamed about some things you'd like to do someday in some different categories, and then you just picked one thing 
you'd like to do. Not that you're not going to do more, but we've got to focus on one thing at a time. One goal you'd like to do in that area. So let's just say it was, um, let's just say it was $20,000 a year passive income from your investments. Let's just take that one. But now we're going to have to make it a one-year goal. And so this is where you're going to uh, you're going to take it down. And so let's just look at the um, the, uh, the the question here. Based on your spiritual life someday goal, what's the one thing you can do this year to be on track to achieve it? In other words, <coughs> what do you have to do? <coughs> what do you have to achieve this year to be confident you will achieve your someday goal? So let's say it's twenty thousand dollars a year passive income. So what can you do this year? Well, it might be to get out of debt. That might be your one day goal. Or let's say you're out of debt. It might be to buy your first investment property if you're going to do real estate. So it might be, hey, I'm going to take a real estate course this year and buy my first real estate property. So you can see how that would put you on track to accomplish something someday. So you guys get the picture? So now it's, again, it's focusing in it. So it's, uh, you're not going to necessarily be able to accomplish that big someday goal, but this would put you on the track to accomplish it. You guys got it? Okay, so just go through those questions. Take about 15 minutes. And then we'll, uh, we'll keep moving down the funnel here. All right, see you guys in 15 minutes. So I'm picturing you guys doing these exercises on your own and then discussing it. So there we go.
test, test. It seems to me that some of you have finished this exercise by the amount of conversation going on. It's, uh, it's not quite that pin drop environment of, so, um, so hey, let's go ahead and do this. And so I, um, before we uh, uh, go and some of you are already discussing, that's great. You guys are just advanced. But um, before we do that, let's go ahead and take up an offering. So we've got our ushers come forward. I think I just told you guys we're going to do it later. Now we're doing it now. So sorry about that. See, so if we get our uh, ushers, or, uh, I don't know how you're going to do this, but you guys are creative. You guys get this. So there's a couple different ways you can give. You can give uh, cash. You can give check. Make your checks out to Zion Christian Fellowship. You can give uh, by our Zion app. Uh, once you set it up once, it takes about 30 seconds, and you can, it'll pay, take about five seconds to give each time. Or you can uh, give online. So a couple different ways there. So... Um, see if you need an envelope check in the back of your chair or in the person next to you's chair if you need an envelope for that so if, if you uh that'll help you do that and so ushers go and now look everybody in the eye and if they don't give give them a dirty look so now i'm teasing i'm teasing i've been to those churches okay and so um yeah ushers go ahead and go for it and because it's a little chaotic some ushers may come to your table more than once Is there anybody who wanted to give that did not get to uh, give yet? The usher didn't come to you. If you could raise your hand, we'll make sure we get to you. Anybody? All right, I want you guys to take about five minutes and discuss that last exercise, one or two highlights, and um, go for it.
All right, 30 second warning. Again, if you're watching on live stream, if you look in the description in the YouTube uh, description there, uh, there'll be a link to a guide for what we're going through. So it's a 10 page handout for uh, a visioning retreat 2019. You guys need to stand up and stretch, are you guys okay? I'll take a little 10 second stand up break. Stand up, twist around, lean to the left, lean to the right. All right, you guys ready? Amen. Again, the goal is that we're taking the things that God's put in our heart and we're actually putting legs to them because it's so easy to just dream, write things down, walk away. And so if it feels like a little bit of work, welcome to your destiny. There you go. It's, gonna, it's, it's not going to just happen. All right, you guys, page six, exercise four, make your goals smarter. I appreciate the social nature of this group today. All right, you guys ready? I'm trying to subtly say stop talking to each other, listen here, and then we're going to do some work, and then you can talk to each other, okay? You guys good? All right, am I being too subtle? Stop talking. There we go. So maybe you've heard of SMART goals. I really like this from uh, Michael Hyatt. He does smarter goals. So I want to go through these, and I want to give you some examples to turn them into, because I, I think this is where uh, Michael Hyatt's book really shines, because you're going to see that there's habit goals and there's achievement goals. And so I, I think this is really brilliant. <clears throat> All right, exercise full, smarter goals. So smarter, of course, stands for specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-keyed, exciting, and relevant. So he added in the, uh, the E and the R there. I like the risky. Okay, specific. So here's an example. What do you want to accomplish? Someone might just say lose weight. That's okay for the last section, but it's too vague. How much weight? Lose 10 pounds is specific. Another example, learn judo. Is that specific? No. A better goal would be earn a black belt in judo at Master Baco School of Judo. Okay, measurable. <clears throat> How do you know that you've reached your goal? For example, the goal I want to earn more money isn't helpful. How much more? I want to increase my sales by 30% this year is measurable, actionable. Begin your goal with a verb. For example, be more consistent in my devotion. Is that actionable? No. That is a state of being verb. But something like read my Bible three times a week is actionable. Risky. Set a high enough goal to demand your best effort. It will make it more interesting and demanding. Not saying we should set goals that are crazy. So here's an example. Um, maybe you want to increase. So I set a goal for reading 50 books a year. And I did not make it this year, but I think I ended up reading uh, 40-something books. And so didn't make it, but you know what? As a result of setting that higher goal, you know, I, I, I did a lot more. So a uh, time key. This could be a deadline, a frequency, or a time trigger. You'll see some more examples of this here in just a second. For example, read more is missing the time key. That's not urgency. Read two books each month gives a challenge and a focus. Don't put the deadline too far out. It discourages focus. Deadlines are a must for achievement goals. I'll get to that here in just a second. But don't make sense for habit goals. 
You can use frequency statements or a time trigger to spur your habits you want to cultivate. For example, saying exercise more this year is not as good as saying run for 30 minutes at the park every, day, every weekday morning at 7 a.m. See, that's a habit goal. It has a time trigger in there. It tells what kind of exercise you will do for how long and when you're going to do it. Exciting. Write the goal in a way that fits with uh, what makes you excited and hence adds your motivation. The R for relevant. Is your goal in alignment with the seasons of your life, your values, and with each other? Is your goal relevant to your life purpose? Your goal must be consistent with other goals established and fits your immediate and long-term goals. Okay, so here's some sample goals. Um, Spiritual. This would be a habit goal. Set aside 15 minutes in the morning, six days a week for reading and prayer starting January 1st. Um, You could put January whatever since we're doing this a little bit later. Intellectual, read two books per month starting in January. Um, uh, That would be, okay, an emotional goal. Get back to gardening this spring. Tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, squash, and herbs in the ground by April 15th. Obviously, I did not write that goal, so. (laughs) Physical, um, run 30 minutes each day, four days a week at 6.30 a.m. That's a habit goal there. Um, here's Here's an achievement goal. Replace fast food lunch with healthy meals from home each workday. Marital, create a date night profile on Netflix and identify 20 movies for a week date, weekly date beginning in May. See the specificity there. Parental, leave the office by 5 p.m. to have enough time for dinner and games with the kids starting in January. Social, take a painting class to meet new people by August 1st. Vocational, uh, launch a new product by March 30th. Ministry, volunteer for the city mission beginning in March. Financial, pay off the remainder of credit card debt in the amount of $8,000 by August 25th. All right, so you guys see some examples of smarter goals there. So here's your action step. Choose the goals from the categories you feel the most weight and turn them into smarter goals below. So maybe take three or four categories. Uh, just, just a pro tip, you're not going to be able to do more than seven to ten goals in a year. Now, for your, uh, if you, for your work, you're probably going to have a whole separate list of that. But just for your personal things, you're going to work on. So don't be a total hero hero. So maybe just pick three or four to start just today. You can always go back and revise this list after this. But uh, turn them into smarter goals. And if you need some help, raise your hand. I'll help you turn it into a smarter goal. So um, any questions on that? All right. Thank you, Charlie. So this is the time when you're working, and then you'll have a time when you're discussing it with other people. You guys understand the difference between the two? Are you guys getting it? Yeah, I don't think you're getting it, but I'm going to just fake it. All right. What I'm trying to say is don't talk during this time. Talk during the discussion time. All right. Take about 10 minutes in this. And uh, again, include the Lord in this thing. This isn't just like human achievement time. This is okay, God. What is, uh, what is the one thing this year, if I were to do it, that would make the biggest impact on this area? And now you're trying to make it smarter. Go for it. See you in 10 minutes.
Hey guys, let me interrupt and hit the pause button here real quick. So uh, I want you to look at your goals and uh, see, I want you to think, do I need to do something that's an achievement to accomplish this or do I need to establish a habit? So let me give you some examples here just to kind of help you here. So um, a physical one, here's an achievement goal. Run my first half marathon by June 1st. Here would be a habit goal. Run three miles on weekdays at seven starting January 15th. So they're both accomplishing something, get, you're basically getting in shape through running. But one, you're actually going to have a deadline and it's done. The other one is a continuous action. So some people like draw closer to God. Well, that's, that's kind of hard to do. But I can set aside this much time on this days a week to have unhurried time and reading. A you see the difference. Here's another example of an achievement goal. Increase sales revenue 20% 20 by the close of the third quarter. That's an achievement. It can be measured. It's done. Here's a habit goal. Call four new client prospects each week beginning March 1st. It's an ongoing thing. They would probably lead to the same type of thing. An achievement goal. Read 50 books this year by December 31st. Habit goal. Read 45 minutes each evening at 8 p.m. beginning immediately. So I want you to look at your goals and just see which one is going to help you get there more. Is it actually an achievement or is it a habit that's going to take you there? Does that help a little bit? So I go back to it. I'll see you guys in a few minutes. If you have a question, raise your hand. I'll come over to you.
I take about another 60 seconds. All right, guys, this last part's going to be kind of rapid fire. You guys ready? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick one of those goals, one of those smarter goals that feels the most juicy to you. So I mean, hopefully all of them feel juicy, but what's the one uh, that it just feels the most juicy? I want you to go around your table and say, this is the one that I feel the most weight on. And not the one that you think is the right answer. Everyone's probably going to think I should say spiritual. What's the one you actually feel the most weight on? Because if your whole life's with God, then all of it counts. Right? And so it all becomes spiritual when you're doing life with him. So here's what I want you to do. Just go around the table. What's the one goal that you have that you feel the most weight on? Just no explanation. Just boom, say it. Go around the table. And then we're going to go into one more thing here. You heard the part about no explanation, right? Just say the goal, next person, next person. Go for it. You're just saying your one sentence goal. It's a long sentence for some of you. Okay, what table needs more time to share their one sentence? Okay. One sentence <laughs> times seven people, that's about 60 seconds. All right.
This is one goal in one area. In one sentence. <laughs> yeah. I take 30 more seconds here for your one goal in one area in one sentence. Twenty second warning for your one goal in one area in one sentence. Okay, next set of instructions, rapid fire. Are you guys ready? All right, I appreciate I appreciate the group who just said yes. It really does help me. Thank you. Okay, and that one goal in that one area in one sentence. Okay, I want you to just tap in with the Holy Spirit here and just see what comes to mind. What's one thing you can do this week that will take you towards that one goal in that one area this year? Okay, so you got your yearly goal. What's something you can do this week? So if you want to get out of debt, maybe it's going to, I'm going to figure out all my debts and my minimum payments and do a debt snowball. Or maybe I'm going to begin to track my money to see where it's going to see if it's even where I want it to go. So you can do that this week. You can actually begin to track your money, get your bank statements for the past two, two months and track them, okay? So what's one thing you can do this week? Maybe it's start exercising, start moving. I'm, I'm gonna buy tennis shoes this week. I'm going to join a gym. I'm gonna join Snap Fitness. Tony's not even here, seriously? Wow, I just gave a commercial there. I think I said the name right, okay. So, um, okay, so just 30 seconds, you and the Lord. God, what's something I can do this week that's going to take me towards this one year goal in this one area? So when you're talking to the Lord, I'm, I'm picturing it being more like a silent dialogue between you and him. Okay, so be quiet for 30 seconds. Write down that one thing. You're going to declare it to your table, and then we're going to get out of here, okay? All right, 30 seconds is getting ready to start. Your mouths are quiet, okay? 30 seconds, go. Write down whatever you're getting. The, the one thing you can do this week that will take you towards that one-year goal that will take you towards that someday goal. You're going to be sharing it with your table here in just a second.
All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to share with your table, just to clear out loud, here's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to, and you're going to name your one thing you're going to do this week that's going to take you towards that one-year goal that's going to take you towards that someday goal. Are you guys seeing where we're going with this? There's actually logic. All right, so this is your chance to talk now. All right, thank you. So, yeah, go ahead. This is what, just declare it. Hey, this week I'm going to, and then fill in the blank there. Let's take about another one minute, guys, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Declaring the one thing you're going to do this week that will take you towards that one-year goal that will take you towards a someday goal. All right, what table needs more time? All right. knows it's time yeah
All right, be circling in for a landing here, guys. You can stay and talk as long as you want afterwards, but we gotta get through this, so. All right, 10 second warning. All right, guys, if you turn to page nine, I just want to hit two things that help us walk this out. Uh, number one, um, you've got a whole year to achieve these goals. So what's your next step? There's two approaches you can take. One is a next step approach where you just answer this question. What is the most important thing I can do over the next two weeks in my spiritual life, in my financial life? And just do that. And you're just accountable for those two weeks. That's one way to do it. The other way is the reverse engineering approach where you kind of begin with the end in mind. So you look at that someday goal. What's the one thing I want to do someday? A five-year goal. Based on my someday goal, what's the one thing I can do in the next five years? And based on my five-year goal, what's the one thing I can do? You just kind of work it. You're backwards. Uh, There's different personality types. Either one of those will work fine for you. But here's the thing, those aren't going to just happen. And so this next one is huge, it's called time blocking, okay? This is a great way to help make sure you get your best work done without any interruptions. Time blocks are large chunks of time. I know some of you uh, mothers here are thinking, I don't have time for this. Time blocks are large chunks of time that we block off on our schedule during our most productive time to get our most productive work done. For instance, if you're a writer, you time block two hours every morning just for writing and research, okay? And so um, here's three things Mary and I time block. The first thing we time block off is our vacations in the year. Praise God. You guys are going to need rest. You're going to be, you're, you're going to be working hard, and so you don't even have to know where you're going to go. You're just going to know, I'm going to need a break, and you just time block it off. Time block time for your one thing. Um, this is, uh, you probably have multiple goals, but you can only focus on one thing at a time. Okay, and so uh, it may be two hours every morning where you're going to work on one of these goals, whether it's reading books or exercising or starting a business, whatever that is. But, I mean, you can actually hang a sign in your door that says, don't bug me, I'm working on my one thing. You can, uh, you're going to have to protect that time. I'm talking about, I don't know if you guys have seen the studies, but when you get interrupted, you get like almost nothing done. Okay, so I'm talking about this, this time that you're going to time block, I'm talking about you're bringing snacks, you're bringing water, you're leaving your phone in the other room, you're shutting the door, you're having your spouse say, keep the kids away from me or I'm not going to get anything done. I need these two hours. They're going to be a better spouse having spent time working towards what God wants them to work on. I thought I'd get a lot more amens than that one, but uh, so. And you're going to need to time block off some planning time. So 30 to 60 minutes on Sunday afternoons is a great time for Mary and I just to look and say, hey, here's we, we time block, we plan our meals. Here's what we're going to do the next year. Here's what we're going to do this next week. We begin to time block those things. So I'm speaking by faith on the meal planning thing, but um, what's that? Oh, time, yeah, meals for the year? No, meals for the week. I said the wrong thing there. Yeah, definitely. And so... Um, yeah, if, if you don't time block this thing, it's not going to happen. But here's an interesting thing. I read this statistic here. I'm closing out here, so just be patient with me. Individuals with written goals are 39.5% more likely to succeed. Individuals with written goals and accountability, 76.7% more likely to succeed. <clears throat> so here's what accountability looks like. So about over half the church is in an MC group. 
And so here's what it looks like is whether you're doing the two-week thing, hey, here's what I'm doing over the next two weeks. I'm sorry, revival community groups. I'm sorry. We, we, <clears throat> who can keep up with the names? E-foam. I it's still e-foam in my heart for those of you who've been here long enough. Thank you. <clears throat> and so Sturk. Yeah, some of you remember Sturk. Supernatural Transforming, Equipping, and Releasing Center. But nobody liked that but me. <clears throat> anyway. So you guys, here's the deal with accountability is in your revival community groups, is just make this just a regular part of it. Is hey, this is what I'm working. Bring your goals to your next revival community group. And say, hey, here's some of the things God has me, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> God has me working on. And, uh, and, and just cheer each other on in these things. And prophesy over these things, pray over these things, but provide some accountability. Here's what I'm going to be working on the next two weeks. And then when you get to that meeting, hey, here's what I did. Here's what I plan on doing the next two weeks and encourage each other. And that's simply, you're giving, giving an account for your ability. And it's not the idea is to make somebody feel bad. It's like, you know, I heard Paul Manring describe it like this way. Accountability isn't to keep you from smoking. It's to make sure that you burn. Nobody got that one if you're trying to quit smoking. It's not about quitting the smoking. It's making sure you're running in your destiny, not doing things that you're not supposed to do. A lot of times accountability is like, oh, yeah, I mean, some men's accountability groups I've been to, it's like uh, they're just like confessing their sins every week. Like, yeah, I did it again. I'm, I'm a horrible person. It's like that's not accountability. We're trying to help you account for your ability to make sure that you're doing the things God's called you to do and doing them well. And just by simply having that in place, there's a 76.7% chance more likely that you actually accomplish those things than if you didn't have it in your life. Okay, so I encourage you, use your, use your revival community groups as accountability groups with that. And if you're not in a revival community group, man, pick someone at your table. Pick somebody in your family. Your spouse can be a great one or maybe not a great one, depending on how that works in your marriage. And so you're like, I don't want them to hold me accountable. But, yeah, yeah. actually, your marriage is probably your greatest mastermind group, your greatest accountability group right there. So, okay, that's it. So, um, all right, let's stand up. And Sean is going to um, lead us in some declarations to get us, get us done here. Are you guys good? Did you guys enjoy this? All right. All right. So we're going to do some declarations to close out. And uh, declarations isn't just us kind of blab it and grab it. And we just say it because we should. You know, there, how many of you found that the power of life and death really is in the tongue? And, and that there's something really important in the spirit when we attach our words to our thoughts. When we attach our words to his words, it's a totally other level. And so we're going to do some declarations. And th this is just a really great way to practice uh, agreeing with God's word. And, man, any time that we're walking in agreement with God's word, we tend to attract the blessing. We tend to attract the, the promise of the word. Does that make sense? And more importantly, Steve Backlund's here next week, and we need to practice. Okay. So Steve Backlund will be here Friday night, everyone. If you, who's, never, who's never been around Steve Backlund before? Never come to his conferences? Okay. So most of you guys have, but you want to be here Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Just basically come all next weekend. It's going to be worth it. And so with Steve coming, uh, man, I tell you what, we got to get our declaration muscle stretched right now. All right. So everyone standing up. Let's declare these together. As I live in God... My love grows more perfect. I look out not only for my own interests, but also for the interests of others. I am kind and tender-hearted to others. 
I forgive them as God in Christ has forgiven me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God loads me daily with his benefits. He is my salvation, and I am his servant. And he takes great pleasure in my prosperity. God makes all grace abound towards me so that I always have all sufficiency and an abundance for every good work. Let's just hold out our hands. Jesus, we just love you, God. We just thank you that you, you, that you long for us to encounter and, and, and walk into your promises, Lord. So we just say, Holy Spirit, come and breathe life. Come and direct our paths, Lord. Thank you that your word says that we plan our ways, but you direct all of our steps. So, God, we say heaven's steps be established. We say heaven's steps be established over our life, be established around our lives, God. And, Jesus, we say let your name be held in high esteem through our lives. We love you, Jesus. We love you so much, Lord. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and increase in these places, Father. In Jesus' name.